0: All right. Well, since we um, canceled uh, Wednesday night for the ball game, I don't know. Um, I'm going to uh, continue our series this morning. I can't push it back another Wednesday because of the Church's Fall Festival. So we're going to do this message this morning, and, and I'm uh, excited to preach it. It's all about uh, squad goals, continuing with, with our squad goal series. So last week, actually two weeks ago, two Wednesdays ago, we talked about how great squads, great groups of friends are created by your love and your sacrifice for each other. And and we we said, as iron sharpens iron, how's it go? So a friend sharpens a friend. And one thing we said was, uh, you don't want butter knife friends because dull friends lead to a dull life. And so hopefully you guys took some time to reflect on your friendships and maybe made some changes in your life and maybe maybe made some uh, better friendships or strengthened some friendships. So um, what's awesome about friends is that you get to choose them. You get to choose your friends. If, If you like someone, be their friend. If you don't like someone, set them free and then move along. And if things change, like you have a falling out with your friends, maybe one of your friends starts dating your ex, like... No big deal. Just drop them off your friends list or remove them from your group message or unfollow them on Twitter or Instagram. I'm just kidding. Who wants to do that? Because you want to follow them so hard so you can stalk them and make fun of them. So um, honestly, a lot of your friends will come and go over the course of your teenage years. To be honest, you guys, um, I, I hear it said that in your lifetime, you will probably have six at the most really good close best friends in your lifetime and and maybe some people will have more maybe some people will have less um but you will have a a lot of friends come and go in your life over the course of your years um but your family on the other hand you don't get a choice in your family you don't get a choice to to for the people you get to be around with like you're stuck with these winners Um, So this week, I found some amazing photos from uh, our good friends at Awkward Family Photos. Um, These painful memories that are captured forever and then preserved on the internet forever. I want to show you guys about four real winners, some four real awkward family photos. Check this first one out. Look at that. Like, really, that is beautiful. (laughs) Like the family dance team. I don't even know what that is, but it's weird. Um, so, um, this next one, check this one out. Look at that. The little girl's like, hello, my pretty, you know, she's like, I'm going to eat this child. Like, it's it's really awkward. Sorry. Maybe she didn't say that, but, um, okay. I I really like this one. It gets a little bit more awkward. Um, hey, hey, let's take a family group picture. Oh, maybe we should have got dad a shirt for Christmas. I mean, seriously, like. Let's all put our PJs on. Dad's like, these are my PJs. You guys know, dad jokes. Um, And then this last one's my favorite. Um, (laughs) This, I I had to put down the caption for this because since we're so close to Halloween, um, this was was the caption for this picture. Uh, They said, we didn't celebrate Halloween at our house, so we begged to go trick-or-treating. So this was the compromise. Dad went with us door-to-door as the prophet of doom. i don't know i thought that kind of set up the picture is really funny but here's the deal families our families we've all got them we've all got our families you're stuck with them you can change that anytime now um we're stuck with them like if some of you guys if they had if they actually had a tv show called family swap like you would probably sign up for it right like, you would change. Some of you guys are a jealous of some of your friends' families because you think that they've got it so good. Um, and, or maybe some of you guys in this room, you really don't have any idea how awesome your family actually is until you go away to college and you realize how good you have it. That's that's kind of what happened for me. Um, but most more, more than... Um, Family comes in all shapes, and all sizes. Some of you guys come from big families. Some of you guys from small families. There's some people that are an only child, um, some from blended families, some from single family, single parent families. Some have step parents or adoptive parents, or you have only a sister or only a brother. Um, maybe uh, you have blended families. Maybe you have two dads. Um <laughs> Maybe your grandparents are raising you. And families, it used to be super simple. Um, but now we have kind of the modern family, which is a lot of just blended people together. And whether you like it or not, part of your squad is your family. Um, so um, so my family, growing up, my family is, is nuts. They're crazy people. Um, I'm sure everybody like, has crazy people in their family. Um, I just want to show you a couple pictures real fast of my family. This first one, oh man, it cuts off my dad's head. Um, That's us, like in the 1980s, 1983, I think. And that's me in the bottom right. And I was just a a wee little child. Um, My mom said this was from a kids camp we did, and they had a, a cowboy theme. Because I don't ever remember owning a cowboy hat, but... So that, that's what that was, um, and that's my, my dad and my mom and my brother and I uh, when we were young. Well, my dad, though, was married before my mom and had four kids, and then him and my mom had me and my brother. Here's, this is weird. It's, it's kind of awkward, I guess, but the last time all of us siblings and my dad ever had a picture together was at my grandfather's, my dad's dad's funeral. And you see me. There's the red. Um, but but we have a blended family, and honestly, that is the last time we've all been together, all been together in one place. And it's kind of awkward, and it's kind of odd, and and not all families get to get get along, and not all families get together, and not all families have obvious uh, obvious. Uh, obviously, our fashion style was really important um, at that time and age. Um, so I come from, I guess, kind of a large family. Every one of my siblings, other than my sister on the far left, all came to live with us when they turned 18. And so we went from, um, of course, I don't remember life without one of them living with us. Um, but we all grew up together. We all lived together at different times of life. And it was, it was fun. It was, it's kind of cool when you're a kid to grow up and it's just you and your brother. And then later on you figure out, well, for me it was kind of cool. And you figure out, I've got an older sister? What? And like, I've got an old... My oldest brother at the far, the top right, um, he used to babysit my brother and I. Oh, I can tell you guys' stories. Like on the daily, he would give us swirlies. Um, he would... Do uh, you guys know what a swirly is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He would do that. Um, there was this one time we had these big uh, metal trucks that you could just kind of push around. And I was running that thing from one end of the house to the other. We grew up in a trailer house, running that thing in one end of the house, the other. And my brother was sitting on the couch. And like I said, he used to babysit us because my mom told him, if you don't have a job, then you got to babysit the boys. So that was his job. Um, So he put, I was running that thing and he put his foot out right in front of that truck. And I flew over the front end and I got a carpet burn from my forehead all the way down my face. And... uh, all kinds of stuff, Um, he would put us in sleeping bags and push us way down the bottom and then tie up the top. And then he would drag us all, and like, if you're claustrophobic, like, you would be, like, freaking out. That was me. And then he would drag us to different rooms of the house and be like, okay, guess which room you're in? (laughs) And then he would spin us around and stuff, and you're like, gah! Like, it was, he was so mean to us. Like, um, I gotta move. Okay, I could tell you guys story after story, but Um, but, but families, um, my parents were both great, great parents. They were great people. They, they raised us in church. Um, they, they, they made sure that we, we knew Christ. They knew, made sure we had a relationship with Jesus. Um, but then at times they pushed us out out of the nests at, at times and made us learn things on our own and forced us to learn things on our own. They were disciplinarians at times. I got many, 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 many spankings from my dad. Um, but they made sure that we all knew about Jesus and about his love for us. And, and, but that's what I see from the perspective as a, as a 36 year old man, who's trying to be a good dad myself. Um, there's so many times when um, I didn't want to be in my family squad. There's so many times that I didn't want... I was so mad or I was so upset or they made me so angry that I didn't want to be in the squad. But I realize now, like, despite how dysfunctional our families may be or our, our family sometimes was, I'm, I am largely a product of my family and of my friends. Um... I don't know what your family experience is and and I'm not going to try to say everyone has a great, uh, comes from a great home. Um, As I said a while ago, families come in all varieties and all shapes and all forms of people. And so whether you come from what you call a good family or a bad family, um, here's the deal. That's your squad. That's your people. That's your family. And, and, um they will significantly shape you and who you end up becoming. God uses us in every single circumstance, like the good, the bad, the ugly, every single circumstance that you go through together to shape you and mold you. So um, so real quick, let's go through some realities about families. want to tell you the first of all, first of all, first of all, no family's perfect. No family is perfect. I don't care. You... you my family wasn't perfect, not at all, um, neither is yours. And if you look at your friend's family, I, I remember sometimes when I was a lot of you guys I would look at my friend's family, I, I wish I, I wish she was my mom. I like I wish that was my dad. I wish I lived in that house. And if you look at your friend's family and, and wish it was yours because it's so perfect, I, I've got some news for you. Every family is broken. Every family has some dysfunction in it. Every family has, has some people in it that <laughs> just aren't right. Um, even thinking about Jesus' family. Think about Jesus' family this week. I mean, right, you had, you had Mary and you had Joseph and you had baby Jesus, but you guys knew Jesus had some siblings, right? Like, think about James for a second, Jesus' brother. Like, how awful would it be growing up as Jesus' brother? I and mean, you got to be kidding me, like, they'd be like, James, why can't you be more like your brother? I mean, come on, that would be terrible. And and Jesus just smiles and floats away, you know. Um, like, come on, I can't live up, up to this. Um, so here's a couple classic examples of broken families um, the favorite kid syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? Who in here is the favorite kid? None of you guys are going to admit that. Yeah, Max, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite kid syndrome. Um, I was the favorite kid growing up. Um, I'm just kidding. You don't, you didn't have to raise your hand. But how many of you guys ever get in fights with your siblings and you're like, you you argue with them? You're like, they only let you do that because you're the favorite. Yeah, right? Yeah, we did that. My brother and I and other siblings. We were like, you're the favorite. That's why you can do all that. So, um, so if you know the, the story from the Old Testament, Joseph and, and like the coat of many colors, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Most of you guys do. Um, maybe you know it as the Technicolor dream coat. I don't know. Um, but that story is based on the fact that Joseph was the favorite kid, to be honest. And here's what the Bible says in Genesis 37. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Talk about playing favorites. I mean, come on. Um, when, we, um, when we try to plan Father's Day things here at the church, when we talk about messages we could preach or ideas and stuff like that, to be honest with you guys... When you look through the Bible and you try to find a great father figure, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there were guys who would play favorites, um, you know, guys who who <laughs> were going to kill their kids. I mean, you come and come on. Um, would you imagine being Joseph's brother? Like, would you like him either? Like, they tried to kill him. Their family was broken. Another family. Uh, another example of brokenness is the sibling rivalry, right? You always got this battle going on. Like, So think about the first brothers in the Bible, right? You got Adam and Eve. They were the first humans on earth after creation. Then they had two sons, Cain and Abel. And these guys didn't get along. They didn't get along at all. Um, the Think about it. These are the first four people on the earth, and they're killing each other already and so like guys you're really starting strong on humanity here i mean this is great um but here's the deal all families are broken all families have have mistakes they have messed up mess ups um you you know you know your family's history um their quirks their brokenness and some families cover them up better than others but everyone has messed up every family has dysfunction and and dysfunction is it's a simple concept It means that something isn't functioning as it should. So think about it. Broken people make up every broken family. Um, So every family is dysfunctional. Every family is broken. Your family is part of your squad, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, I need to tell you guys this, too. Um, Parents are broken people, too. Obviously, parents aren't perfect. Everybody... Is broken everybody brings their own personality their own brokenness brokenness their own likes their dislikes into a family. you bring your anger your rage your lusts whatever it is into a family whatever you've, you've got cooking like like your parents included and, and you don't get to control what family you're in. <clears throat> but you do get to respond how you treat your family how you treat them. Whether you want to be in your family or not, they are your squad, and we're called to love them like Jesus, no matter what. So this message, if we just ended right here, would be kind of a mess of a message. Um, families, they've been broken since the beginning of time. No, families are perfect. We're all dysfunctional. Um, parents are messed up. Our siblings are messed up. We tend to be messed up at times, whether you want to claim it or not. But here's the deal. I want you guys to catch this. We're called to love them. We're called to love them, no matter how mad they make us, no matter if they're the favorites or not, no matter if they get everything and you get nothing, no matter what it is, we're called to love them, no matter how mad they make you. We're called to love them. We're called to show them Jesus in our lives. Some of you guys even come from homes that it's not a Christian home. We're called to be Jesus in our homes, to show them. You could be the opportunity that one of your family members accepts Christ. You could be the person who leads one of your family members to Christ. We're called to show Jesus in our lives. We're called to obey our parents. That one's not easy all the time. Um, But we are called to obey our parents. We're called to participate in that squad and help them flourish. Here's some good news. I I believe that you guys have a role in creating peace in your family. To create peace in your family. Um, I, I think each one of us shares the responsibility in this. Every single family member, every single person shares a responsibility in this. Um, Just like you can bring the bad into a swirling cocktail of family, you can also bring the good. You can bring good into your home. You can bring peace into your home. You can bring joy into your home. Um, Here's how you can create peace in your family, and I'm going to kind of run through this real fast. Um, I want to say this. This is really important. I really like this line. Don't let how you feel determine how you act. Don't let how you feel determine how you act. Your parents or, or siblings might make you angry, they might make you sad, they might make embarrass you like good dads do, um, but they are still your squad. So here's how you can create peace in your family: listening. Listening creates peace. Um, I'm going to run through these. Generosity creates peace when you give, uh, when you're when you're kind, when you're nice. Um, trust. Creates peace. I want to tell you guys, as teenagers, um, your your parents will let you do things or not, whether or not they they feel like they can trust you. But here's the deal. A hard thing is once you break that trust, it's really tough to gain that back. It's tough to gain it back. Um, But there are things you can do to to gain that back. Um, Kindness and forgiveness creates peace. I want you guys to commit this verse to memory. It goes like this. It's Ephesians 432. It says, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Um so I want you guys to think this morning as as we're done, as we're wrapping up, think this morning what's one thing I can do to bring peace to my family this week? What's one thing I can do to bring peace Maybe maybe it's not talking back to your parents. Maybe it's doing uh, chores. Maybe it's doing extra chores. Um, maybe it's finding ways um, to to bless your siblings. Maybe it's letting your sister borrow your shirt. Maybe it's I don't know whatever it is you know, that's, uh, Maybe it's it's letting someone um, eat before you. I don't whatever it is in your family. I don't know what the our fights are about in your family. Um, But when you come from a big family like mine, like eating is important. I always got to eat last. Um, But whatever it is, what's the one thing you can do this week to bring peace to your family? To bring peace in your home? Um, And I want you to remember this line. Don't let how you feel determine how you act. A lot of times we don't feel, I don't feel like smiling some mornings. But there's sometimes when I just have to force a smile. And and really, when I break my face like that and I'm like, oh, I've got to do this. Honestly, to be honest with you guys, it does put me in a better mood. I don't know what it is about it. If I make myself smile, I, I can tend to turn my attitude around a little bit. Um, but what can you do this week um, to to bring peace to your family? Jesus, I love you. Thank you for this group of students who are here this morning. God, I I pray, God, that.